The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. We do the digging so you don't have to. We've got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bringing you the biggest stories from the industry you care about. This is the Media Noise Podcast. Well, let's hear it. Now, here's your host, Dimitri Ravanos. It's another solo stream of consciousness kind of show uh, for the holiday break. Thank you so much for joining me. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Media Noise. It is how we get to keep making episodes. It is how more people discover this show. So take a little bit of time out right now. Hit that subscribe button and do whatever it is uh, that the star rating system on your preferred platform uh, asks you to do. So today, I want to dive into Bob Iger's return to Disney. It was a surprise. There is no getting around uh, the fact that it was it was a shock Sunday night when the news came out that Bob Chapek was out effective immediately as CEO of the Walt Disney Company and Bob Iger was coming back. There are a lot of different ways that this has been dissected online and whether it is the business media, the entertainment media, whatever the case may be, certainly other people have talked about what it might mean for ESPN. I do sort of want to bring my background to this because I covered the theme park industry for a little bit in podcasts and in writing before I started working with JB. And I always kind of bristled at the way Bob Chapek was treated by that particular audience. Now, don't mistake what I'm saying here. I don't think Disney is a poorly run business or anything like that. But what I will say is that when a company becomes so much a part of American culture, like what company aside from Disney, maybe Coca-Cola, maybe, but I don't think anybody aside from Disney has become as entrenched in Americana uh, the way that company has. And so I think fans tend to believe they have a level of ownership over it that they just simply do not, right? And so Bob Chapek was a little bit threatening in that way because uh, Bob Chapek is all about evolution and what is coming next. And if you are on the theme park side of things, uh, if you are on the studios side of things, if that's where your fandom for the Disney company is centered, that can be a little bit threatening. If your fandom is centered in ESPN, You looked at what Bob Chapek was doing and sort of thought, hey, that makes a lot of sense. I think Bob Chapek leaving the Walt Disney Corporation, I don't know if I'm going to say it'll end up being a loss for ESPN, but the fact that they were so far down the road with DraftKings that it was such a poorly kept secret, I wonder if Bob Iger would ever have done a deal like that. And frankly, I wonder if this $3 billion deal licensing deal to put ESPN's name on the DraftKings sportsbooks, um, I wonder what the future of it is right now. I, I really do, because I think Bob Iger always got what the fandom of Disney, the most vocal contingent of Disney fandom, kind of wanted in that way. And I've written about this before. I think I've talked about it on podcasts. There is this element of Disney fans that constantly default to what would Walt do. This is the company, remember, that made a big deal back when Michael Eisner was the president 
of the Walt Disney Corporation. They made a very big deal of the fact that, yes, we are launching a cruise line. Yes, we know casinos are a big part of the cruise ship industry, but this is family friendly. We will not be doing that. And everybody cheered because, oh, that that is right in line with the Walt Disney Company's values. I think American values have changed, and I think it is okay that Disney's values have changed. I mean, we are coming up on 60 years that Walt Disney has not been on this earth. Who cares what Walt Disney would do anymore at this point? I don't know uh, that Bob Iger thinks that way. I think Bob Iger is a little bit more susceptible to being swayed by the people that do think that way. But, you know, one of the areas that people have talked about that Bob Iger's return is a very good thing for ESPN is his pursuit and his focus on live gaming rights. Remember, Bob Iger came to Disney from ABC. He was part of the acquisition of ABC back in the 90s. And so he certainly understands what event programming means to television networks. The NBA is the case that everybody is pointing to because those rights are on the table right now. David Zaslav of Warner Brothers has indicated that he would like a deal more in line with the price of the last uh, NBA deal for TNT. If that is not realistic, and it certainly does not seem like it, could ABC and Disney capitalize by becoming the only or the sole provider of all of the NBA's television coverage? I don't think that's going to be the case, but I think the difference is that you don't see Bob Iger, and even before him, you didn't see Bob Chapek out there saying that he wants a quote, and this is directly from David Zaslav, a cheap deal. I don't think that is what you are going to see. I also kind of wonder in hindsight, you know, is is Bob Iger going to be doing any sort of hand wringing? And he won't do this publicly. This is 100% behind the scenes. Is he going to be doing any sort of hand wringing to signal to Disney that if he had still been in charge of the Walt Disney Company, that the Big Ten would never have left? ESPN Is that sort of going to be a way he plants his flag in the sand, the, the way he sort of makes it very clear to everybody that I'm going to be aggressive, we know what ESPN means to this company, and we are going to make sure every sporting event of note is either the sole property of ESPN or at the very least ESPN is in the rotation the way it is now for the Super Bowl. And just how big and how aggressive does that go? I guess we won't really know until individual rights come onto the table. Disney is already, like I mentioned, in the Super Bowl rotation for the next NFL uh, contract, which was done, what, two years ago, I think, at this point. Uh, we know they're going to take on the entirety of the SEC in the beginning with the 2024 uh, college football season. We'll find out what's going on with the NBA. They're already in business with the NHL. Maybe they ramp up with Major League Baseball down the road. I, I don't know, but it is going to be very interesting to see where they go. And it's going to be very interesting to see what that means for ESPN's place within the Walt Disney Company hierarchy. Is the studio a renewed priority? And as a result, does ESPN and the resources available to it suffer as the company tries to get things back on track with Disney Plus? I mean, you look at the production value that has gone into the Star Wars and Marvel series that are streaming on Disney+. Plus. Those things are not inexpensive to make. We're at an inflection point in the streaming media business where everybody is realizing subscriptions 
is not the path to long-term viability and profitability. There just is not enough or there are not enough customers out there to consistently grow the bottom line. And so I wonder, given what Disney is historically, does Disney say that, hey, maybe we back off some of these live rights or maybe we back off the number of live events, live games we're going to carry in a particular deal because that is money that needs to be allocated towards keeping the quality of the Mandalorian, let's say, up. I don't think that is definitely going to happen. I just, I wonder, is the studio, are the theme parks, are these things that under Bob Chapek were the subject of so much criticism, are they going to be where Bob Iger hangs his hat at improvement? And what does that mean for ESPN down the road? And speaking of the subscription business, The final question I have is, what is the future of ESPN Plus? I mean, I could see it being both, hey, we start to kind of sunset that, like maybe we fold some of the series into ES or into uh, Disney Plus. I could also see it becoming a very big thing where there are any number of whether it's NBA games in the next deal, whether we start to see a huge chunk of the various college conferences that they control the rights to whether we start to see a huge chunk of those games move to ESPN+. Plus. Look, let's be very honest about what ESPN Plus's value is. Nobody is signing up for ESPN Plus to get early access to the 30 for 30s. Nobody is signing up for ESPN Plus to watch the Peyton's Places series. It's not that those things are bad. They certainly are not. But They are the kind of things that you will watch because they are there. They are not the kind of things that are driving subscriptions. ESPN Plus is going to live and die on the live sports content that is available there. Whether that is the NHL, college games, UFC is probably the biggest one that is there now. Whether that is what happens in the future with Major League Baseball and the NBA or whatever may happen with the NFL. We just saw the first ever ESPN Plus exclusive game. Uh, In London, what was that? That was the Jaguars and Broncos, right? Certainly you would have to think whatever the second uh, NFL exclusive game on ESPN Plus is would have to be better than that one, right? How could it possibly be worse? But the future of ESPN Plus and the future of ESPN, I think, as an a la carte product are the kind of things that we speculated a lot about in the last few years. And part of that is because uh, Bob Chapek was moving the company, moving at least the television networks of the company and original entertainment more towards the streaming services, more towards online, more towards Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus exclusives. Is Bob Iger going to continue that? I don't think it would be the dumbest thing in the world. Or is he going to pump the brakes a little bit and sort of rededicate Disney's commitment? Or is he going to, I guess, redirect Disney's commitment to the traditional cable bundle? I don't know that there's a wrong answer here, particularly for sports fans. You know, these streaming packages are really adding up. It is why you would think Disney should have an advantage by bundling Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus into one price plan. But I, that's not for everybody, right? For a lot of people, uh, just paying for Disney Plus is enough. They don't need to pay the three extra dollars a month for the other services they are never going to use. There are a lot of questions to answer, and I guess the biggest one, as Bob Iger reassumes control of the Walt Disney Company, is how is he going to approach this? Because Bob Iger, if you read financial press, 
was never very shy about telling some people in the company that he disagreed with a lot of Bob Chapek's decisions. So my question is, as Bob Iger takes over, is he taking over because he saw the direction that Disney was moving forward as not sustainable, the wrong way of moving forward? Or is he taking over because he didn't want the company moving forward? He thought that things were good and the best idea for a company like Disney that already prints money, or I guess was printing money until recently, was to tread water in the old ways. I think that's going to tell you a lot about what we can expect this means for ESPN moving forward. The the reality, though, is like anybody else, all of us here at Barrett Sports Media will sit and watch and wait. And, and we will report what we see and what we know. But beyond that, like all of these are questions. They're not even speculation on my part. Thank you so much for spending your holiday weekend with me, no matter how uh, long it, uh, it may have been. Uh, thank you so much for spending a little bit of your holiday weekend with me in these abbreviated episodes of Media Noise. We get back on the regular BSM podcast schedule coming up real soon. Not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. So we are looking at, I believe, the 5th. Uh, I'll return to writing a weekly column as I uh, heal up a little bit more from my accident. Uh, So all of that is right around the corner. Thanks so much for spending some time with me, and uh, happy holidays, everybody. This concludes our broadcast day. Thanks for listening to the Media Noise Podcast with Dimitri Ravanos. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. And check back soon for new episodes. To stay up to date on the latest sports media happenings, visit BarrettSportsMedia.com.